to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hello, my friend. Today we are continuing with our series on parables. And today we are going to look at Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. And this is the parable of the workers in the vineyard. So I invite you to just take a moment, let your shoulders relax, relax your jaw, release your tongue off the roof of your mouth, and just take a moment to be present and listen now to this word from the gospel. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. After he agreed with the workers to pay them a denarian, he sent them into his vineyard. Then he went out around nine in the morning and saw others standing around the marketplace doing nothing. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I'll pay you whatever is right. And they went. Again around noon and then at three in the afternoon, he did the same thing. Around five in the afternoon, he went and found others standing there and he said to them, why are you just standing here all day long doing nothing? Because nobody has hired us, they said. He responded, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the workers and give them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and moving on finally to the first. When those who were hired at five in the afternoon came, each one received a denarian. Now when those who were hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarian. When they received it, they grumbled against the landowner. These who were hired last worked one hour and they received the same pay as we did, even though we had to work the whole day in the hot sun. But the landowner replied to one of them, friend, I did you no wrong. Didn't I agree to pay you a denarian? Take what belongs to you and go. I want to give this one who was hired last the same as I give to you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with what belongs to me? Or are you resentful because I'm generous? So those who are last will be first, and those who are first will be last. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, sometimes we resent you and your grace and your abundance. Sometimes we resent the goodness of others. Give us, oh God, hearts full of grace. Give us eyes to see the abundance around us that there is enough to go around. Give us hearts that celebrate others for their accomplishments and their successes. Give us eyes to see you, oh God, everywhere. To see that there is always enough and hearts that welcome your generosity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Whenever I read this particular parable, I generally identify with the laborers who are hired first. 
I have been, you know, working my whole life doing all these things. When I think about it in terms of religion, I think about how, you know, I've been going to church my whole life. And who is this person who thinks they're going to get the same as I do in the end? I've been here slaving away, doing so much, and they showed up at the last minute and they're going to get the same amount. Even if I think about it just in terms of physical labor, you know, I, th I think back to when I was a kid, right? And one of my chores was going out into the yard and pulling weeds. And I would work a certain amount of hours and maybe get paid a certain amount. And if my brother, who's three years older than I am, had been given the same payment as I was for only an hour's of work, you can sure bet <laughs> that I would have been angry about it. And so in this parable, when the landowner says, are you resentful because I am generous? I want to say, you're dang right I am. <laughs> Absolutely, I am resentful because you are generous because I deserve more. I deserve my fair share. It reminds me of when I was a kid and I would yell at my dad, that's not fair. And my dad's response was always, life isn't fair, Kelsey. And it, that really irked me. And it irked me because I had expectations. If I work a certain amount, I have an expectation of some sort of reward. And it's interesting to me in this parable because the people who were hired at 6 a.m. were told and agreed to receiving one denarian for a day's work. And one denarian generally allowed for meals anywhere between three and six days for a family. And so it's, a, it's an okay amount. It's not an extravagant amount, but it's probably just. And so they're all agreeing to being paid one denarian starting at 6 a.m., starting their work then. And everyone else who is hired during this time is told that they'll be paid what is just. They aren't told an amount. They'll be paid what is just. And then we get to the end of the day in this parable and the owner pays the last person who was hired first. And so everyone else gets to see what they are paid. And they're, of course, paid one denarian. And so naturally, the workers who worked those longer hours, perhaps starting early in the morning, thought, sweet, I worked way longer. I'll definitely be paid more. And so there was an expectation here. There was this expectation based on what they saw this other person be paid who had only worked an hour, even though they had only had agreed to work a whole day for one denarian. And so seeing this and having this certain expectation is what led to their disappointment. And I know I can relate to that and I'm sure you can too. And the landowner says, my friend, I did you no wrong. There's no injustice here. I chose to give this other person a living wage, same as you, enough so that they could feed their families. I paid them a living wage and did you know injustice? I paid you a living wage as well. And are you upset by that? Are you upset that I chose to pay them enough so that they could put food on the table for their family? It changes things when we look at it that way. Am I upset that they were paid a fair amount? Not even just a fair amount, an amount that is just, that will feed their families. 
And so what if in this parable, instead of identifying with the first person hired, we identify with the person who is hired last? How does that change things? You know, we don't actually know anything about why they were hired last other than that no one had hired them. It makes me think of if you've ever gone to Home Depot or to Lowe's and there's inevitably people standing there who are hoping to be hired by the folks who are going in and buying supplies. And they're not just standing there at 9 a.m., but they might be standing there all day hoping that someone will hire them because this is their only option. And so perhaps that's what's happening here. They're standing there in the marketplace hoping to get hired and no one is hiring them. We don't know why. Maybe they feel invisible or unworthy, like nobody sees them. It reminds me of when people were picked last in PE in grade school. Or it makes me think of those who have had their resume passed over because of their name or their age or their gender until someone finally notices them. Until someone finally notices you and hires you if we are identifying with this person. And not only that, but they decide that they want to pay you a wage that allows you to feed your family. Can you imagine how you might be feeling in that moment? What is your reaction to their generosity? To the fact that they have seen you. Finally, someone has seen you. For me, it's gratitude, immense gratitude. Thank goodness I have been seen. I have been deemed worthy and I have been given enough to sustain myself and my family. And so in this parable, what is happening is that the first and the last and everybody in between is given enough, not an extravagant amount but they're given enough and they're given it equally. What the landowner is doing is leveling the playing field. There is no hierarchy of worth. There is no hierarchy of belovedness. There is just equity. As I was preparing this message today, I came across a quote and I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. But it said, amazing grace stops being amazing when it's expected. So if in this parable, the landowner is God, are we angry with God for being just? In a way that doesn't necessarily feel fair to us, but is just to God and to everyone else. Are we going to be angry with God for being generous? Are we going to be angry with God for saying there is no hierarchy of worth based on what you have done or have not done? There's no hierarchy of belovedness. Just because you think you have earned more love than another person doesn't mean you actually have. Amazing grace stops being amazing when it is expected. Amazing grace is for those days when you feel worthless, when you feel like you have been unseen. Amazing grace is for that person who was hired last, perhaps because they had been looked over again and again and again. 
perhaps amazing grace is for those days when you're like, oh, even me, God, even me, you love even me, even I am welcome. What Jesus is doing here is moving us from that place of resentment to that place of celebration. Rather than resenting the fact that those other people were welcomed, those other people got into, those other people were given the same amount as me, moving from resentment to celebration, celebrating that we all have enough, that we are all welcome, that we are all beloved in God's eyes. Can we celebrate rather than feeling resentful? Can we celebrate God's love and God's grace? Can we be amazed that even we are welcome in God's kingdom? Because that's what this is about. It's not about what we do. It's about what God is doing. And what God is doing is proclaiming this wild and inclusive message of love and grace for all. And that God's promise is that there is always enough. That those who will be first have been last and those who have been last will be first. It is all one. Leveling the playing field, saying all are welcome. Not one is less and one is more, but we are all equal and beloved in God's eyes and we will all have enough. That is the amazing grace of God that even you, that even me are welcome and beloved and worthy in this kingdom of God. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.